This is F&I Talk Outside the Box with EFG Companies. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Motorist Assistance Plan, also called MAP. You'll learn more about how you can equip every customer with this valuable protection later in this episode. Hi, and welcome to F&I Talk Outside the Box. I'm your host, Victor de Blasi with EFG Companies. And today I'm having a conversation with our Vice President of Training and Inside Sales, Glennis Wilder. Thank you, Victor. Yes, I've been with EFG Companies for 18 years. I've been in the automotive and power sports space for 35 plus years. And Training Manager, Anthony Olivieri. I've been with uh, EFG uh, just going past my 90-day review, so still fairly new to the corporate side, but did spend 17 years in the retail sector, uh, starting off from selling cars and moving my way all the way up to director position, so very well-versed in that area. Welcome, training team. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Excellent. Well, thank you both for joining us. We've got a really interesting topic today. We're going to discuss what has become the lost art of negotiation in the automotive sales process. You know, and all jokes aside, what's happened to negotiation in auto dealerships? Yeah, we've lost the art of negotiation. We're not really negotiating until somebody has said the word no, right? Until there's an opposition that we that we're needing to meet, there's really no negotiating that's happening. So when a client comes in and says, I'm looking at this particular vehicle, I'd like to have it in this color. Yes, I'll pay $10,000 over a sticker for it. When can it be here? It'll be here in six weeks. Great. Where do I sign? There really wasn't a whole lot of negotiation that was going on in that transaction. There was just somebody who came in, wanted something, bought it, and then left. So a lot of sales associates that got into the market within the last 24 to 36 months haven't had an opportunity to negotiate. Nothing to say against them. It's just where the market has been. And so they've been very fortunate to be in this kind of selling market where all of the advantages have felt uh, within the dealer. And so I don't know that it's gone. I just think that it's been fairly non-existent for the last three years. And now we're starting to see the market kind of shift and go into more of a buying market where they can be a little bit more picky. That's a really good point. Glennis, let me let me ask you. I mean, there's a number of factors at play here, as Anthony mentioned. Things like inventory levels getting back to normal. What are you seeing in terms of the need to get negotiation skills back in the forefront? Yeah, so I agree with everything that Anthony said. You know, we had the pandemic in 2020. It did a little bit of a number on us. And everyone had the influx of additional funds, right? So they gained government funds. Plus, people were living remote and working remote. So spending less money. Now we're back into the everyone's going back to work. I read an article the other day that it says a family of five is experiencing $786 more spending per month. And that's for, you know, their groceries and <clears throat> then you tack on your, your gas and all of that. So people are, are more cautious about how they're spending their money. And our salespeople, as well as our FNI people, are having to really focus on what the true needs of the consumer is when they come in instead of their wants. And as Anthony said, it's a Cycle. We've seen it many, many times, year over year, and uh, and we're just in that cycle, going back to what we in the automotive industry have to do, and that's focus on what the needs of the customer are. Great point, and understanding what their reality is now, as you pointed out, and I think that leads pretty well into kind of why we're here. It, really, it's all about the importance of negotiation training right now. 
Yeah, definitely. So to get back to, you know, the art of negotiating, like you had mentioned in the beginning, is really just focusing on how we dial in when negotiating starts. Negotiating doesn't start when we start presenting numbers and figures to our clients. Negotiating actually starts when we meet the customer as soon as they walk onto the lot, right? That's when we start negotiating. And what I mean by that is, is by asking soft closing questions, by asking trial closes, by kind of gauging the temperature of the customer and where they are in their buying process, by doing a proper needs and analysis, by getting the buying motivations, by utilizing those motivations and transitioning them into a product selection and product presentation, by taking the time to make sure that we're facilitating this based on their budget needs and their financial concerns, and really tailoring this process to the client. That's what we've gotten away from is kind of that fundamental selling because we really haven't had to do that. It's been a bit of a frenzy. And so now that that's been kind of washed out over the last few years, even some of the folks that have been doing this for a long time, you know, are, are a little guilty of, you know, taking their foot off the accelerator pedal and just just kind of taking the business as it comes. And so what a, what an opportunity to not only get the folks that are newer engaged in the art of negotiation, but also an opportunity to have refresher courses for those senior sales associates that have been doing it for a little while that just need a little bit of a friendly reminder on how to execute their job at a higher level. Yeah, precisely. Training is key, right? It just always is. Doesn't matter what we're talking about. Glennis, some of the things we're seeing, Anthony talked about this a little bit, that the days of the dealer being able to say, sort of take it or leave it. That's a little bit trickier because folks have some options and some other things going on. You know, and just the upside of well-trained individuals, the customer service uplift you get across boards. Can you speak to those aspects a little bit? Yeah. So everything that Anthony said was spot on. And yes, you're correct, Victor. People had extra money and it was take it or leave it. So now the consumers are coming in, they have less money. So as Anthony said, when that customer walks onto your lot you have a few minutes, right? To gain their trust, earn their trust, and be able to have the conversation that you need to have with them to be able to identify what the right units are. So, you know, one of the things that we coach in our road to the cell is, you know, customer walks on your lot, they like that pretty red vehicle over there. And so you start showing them that red vehicle. And then when you get to what their budget is or what they could actually afford, right? Having to unwind that conversation is a little difficult. So making sure that you build that rapport with the customer as quickly as possible. And then having the conversations about what really fits into their needs as well as their budget, it's all key. You've heard every objection in the book when selling a VSC. Just like Goldilocks and her porridge, your customers want that perfect fit. How can a perfect fit for them increase your dealership's bottom line by up to $1,800 per month? It's simple. With EFG's MAP, you can create a completely custom plan tailored exactly to the driving habits and budget of your customers. It's so easy to sell with condensed coverage levels, expanded surcharges and deductibles, and terms in 2,500 mile increments. Give your customers exactly what they want to increase customer satisfaction and product penetration. Sign up for MAP today and prepare to take your F&I profitability to the next level. Go to efgcompanies.com for more details. Good point. 
Good point. And profit margins are maintained, right? Having well-trained employees, that doesn't erode profit margins, right? That helps them ultimately. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely vital to your gross, your gross profit and your bottom line that we're carring folks up correctly. Just to kind of give you an example, you know, there's dealers out there that you know you're putting them on the right vehicle because we're able to close the deal down in two, maybe three pencils. You know, you're not doing a great job of carring people up when it's having to take five, six, seven, and eight pencils in order to close a customer down because we're spending way too much time negotiating about the money, which means one of two things. We either didn't spend enough time building value in the vehicle, or we didn't take enough time understanding what the customer's financial goals were when they came into the store. So we spent a lot of time arguing about the money. And that's the transition. That's the growing pain that we're going through right now. When we transition into a buyer's market, all of the motivation to buy right now is gone. Inventory is coming back. Interest rates are on a rise. So the sense of urgency that the factories were able to give us took that responsibility out of our hands to incentivize the customer to buy today. Now, there's really no sense of urgency and there's no reason for them to buy today because inventory is starting to come back. And so how do we as sales associates implement that sense of urgency to get the folks to buy now? Well, we do that by getting back to the basics and following the steps of the process and asking the correct questions to help the customer guide us to the sale. Good points. That smooths the road, right? By the time you get to the point where you've got a customer and you're desking things with them, and that's not the time for new things to pop up, right? Unmet needs to come up. And that's really what Anthony was kind of talking about. The clearer you can make the road, right? That's ultimately what that is. Yeah, I completely agree with that. But the other thing that we cannot forget is that we'll see more customers coming on our lot prepared to negotiate. That's such a good point. And you're right. It's just, as you said, we all have handheld devices. It's so easy to get tons of really good information and be well-educated as a consumer, certainly with a car purchase. Talking about the importance of negotiation training, is it something that could be valuable to all departments across the dealership? Obviously, it's important in all departments, right? So we talked about sales. It's important from the time the customer walks on the lot to understand what their needs are. Your finance department, as Anthony said earlier, getting that customer penciled in the first one, two, three, and get them into your finance office, right? And teeing up your finance office. So they're dealing with higher interest rates. They're dealing with higher cost of units. They have to fit in those back-end products as well. So they're doing their negotiations as well. And then when you get to service, right? So it's important for the customers to come back to the service drive to maintain their units. But then we also need to coach those service advisors on how to upsell service contracts to help protect that consumer as well as protect the dealership, right? It's a benefit for both. So all three areas of the dealership being able to train and coach those behaviors is key to their profits. Makes sense. Yeah. All throughout, everybody benefits. Let's talk best practices. And Anthony, let's start with you. I can say from traveling to multiple states that most every store is feeling very similar growing pains right now. So we all have something in common when it comes to dealing with economic growth or any changes to the economy for that matter. The most important thing is to recognize what is happening in your current store to have an opportunity to see where we can fix or improve certain opportunities. So some best practices, obviously making sure we're sticking to the fundamentals of selling that, you know, is kind of an umbrella for everybody, whether it's sales, F&I or service. It's important that in these types of markets that we're slowing this process way down and we're taking the time to understand what our customer is doing and why they're in our facility and how we can best service the client uh, based on that information that we're getting from them. We, we don't want to ever be selling anybody anything. We want to be helping them with their buying process. 
Well said. Glennis, best practices wise, what are your thoughts there? Yeah. So I think that Anthony was looking at my notes. (laughs) Let me say this. Slowing the process down is key. 2020, 2021, 2022. If you've been in a dealership, we've all witnessed. We have the product. If you want it, it's here. If you don't, the next customer that walks in will. And hurrying those customers through the process. And now we're back to what I guess you could call the norm if it's norm, but slow the process down. You don't have to speed through it. You're going to have to, you know, really identify what the consumer needs are. The other thing that's very important is the dealership understanding that right now is very critical. It's a critical time because we're shifting behaviors and we need to now retrain behaviors, right? And we all know that when you teach a behavior and that person is using that methodology, then they maintain it, right? Where in 2020, 2021, somewhat 2022, we all lost that, right? We stopped with that behavior. We picked up another habit and that was just pushing customers through. So the dealership has to invest not only in their salespeople, their F&I people, their service, training on how to upsell, being able to negotiate those back-end products, and then your salespeople on the front. It's just as important to recognize that the behavior of your managers also changed. The dealer needs to invest in training with their managers as well. So that once a company like EFG comes in and does the road to sale training, then they're prepared to step in where we leave off. And continuing that cycle is very important. Real quick, if I can just add something, I want to make sure that I say that negotiating is not something that we should be afraid of. It's not something that we should run away from. Negotiating is a lot of fun. It's where you really meet the person that's in front of you. There's a lot of times in my experience where I had a client and uh, we had a certain relationship. And then as soon as the pencil came out, it was like a totally different person (laughs) sitting in front of me and a new relationship was getting ready to blossom. So let's not take away from uh, from what negotiating is and, and how exciting it can be to be the person in front of a customer that's helping them achieve those financial goals or those vehicle goals for themselves and their family. You know, don't be afraid to dive in, you know, whether you're a sales associate, an F&I manager, a service advisor, a service director, a sales manager, a sales director, whatever your role is within the dealership, at the end of the day, all of our jobs is to uh, take care of the client and put them first and make sure we're giving them the best experience possible. And negotiating is part of it. It's part of what we signed up for. And it's extremely important for us to take the time to understand the disciplines behind negotiating. That way we're negotiating with our client in a healthy manner. Not only are we negotiating, but how are we negotiating and are we doing it in a way that's translating to our client's excellent customer service? Anthony, I agree. I agree with that. And, you know, listening, right? Listening to your customers. We negotiate on a daily basis. When we get up in the morning and we see our spouse in the kitchen and we need them to pour us a cup of coffee, we're negotiating to get that cup of coffee, right? When you make a friend with a customer, you'll have that friend forever. And then you've got referrals, right? Then you've got repeat business. It's building relationships. That's the way I like to look at it. That's really great perspective. Well, thank you both very much. It's been a real pleasure having you on the show. Yes, thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. Well, thanks for listening to our show. If you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe to F&I Talk Outside the Box. If you want to get in touch with us to let us know how we impacted your business or to ask questions for us to answer on the podcast, don't hesitate to email us at trainingservices at efgusa.com. We'd love to hear from you. Production.